Praise the Lord. Let's turn to to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 12. Isaiah 12, a small chapter. I'm going to start from verse 1. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though you was angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye withdraw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall we say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. So, as I said, three words, and those three words are, and in that day, in that day, what day? The day you choose to surrender all to him, that day, in that day you will say, I will praise you, and you will sing. See, when you sing, it is a matter of rejoicing. And you rejoice. Because why? Because we're thankful. I sing because I'm rejoicing. And I rejoice because I'm thankful. So you can't sing with tears of joy until you are truly singing. Singing, I am redeemed. Man, my, my voice gets choked up. And I'm not the person I used to be. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm all those words just, oh, they hit me so hard. Because I'm so thankful to God that I'm not who I used to be. You sing with tears of joy until you're truly thankful. Who knows it feels it, somebody. See, in that day, you will not, in that day, you will not envy what others have. You won't care what others are doing. In that day that you surrender all, it doesn't matter what people are doing. It doesn't matter what people have. His grace is sufficient for you, the Bible says. Only in that day when you've surrendered all will, will nothing matter no more. That, that's, a, that's a real good nugget, church. His grace is sufficient for me. I will live for God and do my best to be a vessel for him, to be a good representative of him, to serve him by serving others. When you've given your life to God, that's it. I was talking to a pastor the other day, and uh, he said, so so do you have midweek service? I said, yeah, I have midweek service. He goes, oh, you got, you got home groups going? I said, no. No, because no one is up for teaching right now not yet i said the bible says some of you should be teaching by now in hebrews it says that there's not a stirring for god in your hearts yet to want to teach the word of god church i can say that weighs on me a little but 
I'm hopeful and I'm patient, long-suffering, but church, when you've given all to him and he's your salvation and he's your strength and your song, you'll want to serve just because. Just because he's who he is to you. He's my everything. So everything else doesn't matter to me. If God is first in my life, God is first and nothing else. Times, times with me and Maria, I'm like, I got this to do. She can't argue with when it comes to God. When it comes to God, God's, I got to do what God's got to do. Hey, I know I'm not going to go with you right now. I got, I got to get my word for Sunday to eat right now. God comes first. Un until that day, all praises are somewhat false. A sort of going through the motions until that day that you choose to surrender. In that day, how do you say it? In that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. See, until that day, you're honoring him with your lips, but your hearts are far from him, the Bible says. But when you surrender to him, all falsehood is done with. Then you get choked up. You cry sweet tears. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me up, filled me up with his Holy Ghost. That's an old song. But when, when you think about the Lord like that, and, and you've been sur and you've surrendered all, the falsehood is gone. Then he says, although you were angry with me, see, is, is God angry with us? No. See, under the new covenant, there is a sense that all God's wrath and anger was poured out upon Jesus on the cross. See, the old covenant, you had to follow the Ten Commandments, and people failed, failed miserably. So God's anger rose against them, and, and things were, were really tough for the Old Testament people. But then Jesus came and made a new covenant, and that he's not angry with it is a sense that all wrath, all his wrath and anger is done with because he put it all on Jesus at the cross. And now, thank you, Jesus, his anger has been exhausted. He is no longer angry with us, but he will discipline us. Why does he discipline us? Because we do wrong. He loves us and wants the best for us. But we choose to be wrong. To be wrong in our talk, in our walk, and in our thoughts. In our ways. Why are things not going my way? Because he wants things to go his way, somebody. Hard times are a way he disciplines us. See, sometimes he takes us to hard times to get alone with us. The book of Hosea 2.14 says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably to her. What does that mean? What does that mean, Pastor? That means God sometimes takes us to the wilderness through a hard time so he can speak tenderly to us. Wait, what do you mean by that? 
I mean, when hard times come, we seek God. How, how many people seek God when it gets hard? When hard times come, we seek God. We want to get alone with God. And that and, and when we're kneeling down or we're sitting down and it's quiet and we're pleading to God, He can talk to us tenderly. He can speak to our heart. Sometimes takes us to the wilderness so He can speak tenderly to us. In hard times, we are more likely to seek God. Quietly we pray, eyes closed. All attention is His. And then He comforts us. Then we get what? We get hopeful. And in that day, in that day, we see somebody. See, sometimes dark times are better than good times. Well, Pastor, I don't know about that. No, sometimes dark times are better than good times. Good times are, are only going to last a, a moment. But the dark times that we get a hold of God, you'll remember those times, man. You'll remember those times because... When it comes again, you you know I've been here before, and I can call on God. You know what I mean? That builds our faith. After we get through hard times, then there's a peace. There's a joy, and then there's a rest. I will praise thee. Thou was angry with me, and your, your anger turned away, and then thou comfortest me. Verse 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. See, God is my salvation. To say God is my salvation is to say, I'm not my salvation. Not my job, not my good works, not my good thoughts. None of that saved me. God is my salvation. Come on, somebody. Where have you took yourself before Christ. I didn't take myself, I didn't save myself, and I always took myself through hard times, through a struggle. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. This peace and security comes from knowing God is my salvation. Before Christ, it was hard to trust and not be afraid in ourselves before Christ when times got hard I feared I feared in my life I feared getting caught getting locked up I mean I feared losing friends or you know I just you get yourselves in these tough positions tough circumstances this peace that Isaiah is talking about only comes through security from knowing God is my salvation. Say, I will. Isaiah is deciding to trust and not be afraid. That's a confident statement. I will trust and not be afraid. See, there are feelings of trust, but that is different than the decision to trust. Ooh, that's good. Let me repeat that. There are feelings of trust, but that is different than the decision to trust. Come on, how many of you have said you trust God, but you really didn't trust God? It was just the feeling of trust. But there's a difference 
than the decision to trust. I will trust God and not be afraid. That's big. His little quote I like from, from Charles Spurgeon. He says, Oh believer, you have said I cannot believe, but it would be more honest if you had said I will not believe. The mischief lies there. Your unbelief is not, your unbelief is your fault, not your misfortune. It is a disease, but it is also a crime. It is a terrible source of misery to you, but it is justly so. For it is an atrocious offense against the God of truth. Ouch. But that's straight up. You know, it's not that you cannot believe. It's that you won't believe. It's not that you can't trust. You just, you won't trust. You don't decide to trust him. We do God a disservice again. There's that disservice when we falsely say we trust him. It takes... Again, it takes real faith to trust in God. Isaiah 26, 3 says, I have it written here. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Isaiah 26, 3. Perfect peace comes from those who trust in God. I can say I live a peaceful life. Why? Because my trust is in the Lord, church. If you can't trust in God, there will be no peace. And that's sad. If there's one thing we want coming to church, it's peace. It's peace. That's why we come to church. Because it gives us peace. In church, for two to three hours, there's peace in our life. So then he says... The Lord himself is my strength and my defense. Or in the Hebrew verse, is my song. The Lord should be more than our salvation. He is also our strength and our defense. When the Lord is our strength, he is our resource, our refuge, our go-to. He is our ever-present help in times of trouble, the Bible says. To many Christians, he is their song. How many of us say, oh, that's my song. <laughs> oh, that's my song. You know, you get feelings uh, arise because you hear a certain song. You know what? Trusting in the Lord. When he's your song, there's a peace and there's a strength in you that no matter Hell or high water, you're the Lord's. The Lord is my Lord. He'll get me through this. If God is your strength, he's your go-to, and he will be your song, somebody. Verse 3 says, With joy you will draw water from the well of salvation. First of all, if you got no joy, you don't got salvation. Because salvation... There's a joy of being saved. There's a joy. When, when people come across you, uh, a spark in you, heck yeah, I'm saved. God is my, has delivered me, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been delivered from many things. And there's a joy that if you've got no joy, you don't got salvation. When you've got salvation, it's a joy to draw to God. 
What do you mean? Pastor? I mean, it's a joy to get into my word. It's a joy to, to seek a time with God and pray and be with God. You know, when you're saved, you draw from the rivers of salvation, somebody. When you've got salvation, it's a joy to draw from God, to seek God, to know God, to love God, somebody. He says, therefore, that meaning he's a joy in my de my defense, um, my defense of my song. And because he's that, therefore, you will draw water from him. You will seek him. You know, because he's all this, there's no holding back from you. You're, you're, you're going to seek God. You're going to read his word because he's this to you. He says, therefore, you're going to draw water from the, the wells of salvation. See, if God is your strength and your defense, you will draw water from the wells of salvation because you have to. What do, you, what do I mean by that? I mean, because he's my go-to, because he's my everything, I have to sit in the morning with him. I have to sit and open my Bible with him. I have to talk to him on my way to work. I have to, I have to seek time with him. I have to spend time with him. I have to because he's my everything, man. When, you, when he's your everything, you have to, you have to draw. Heavy, little heavy, little heavy this morning. He's my everything, church. I wake up, I go to the table, I open my Bible, I open some devotions, and I sit with him. I have to. It's 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 drilled in me now, not because I want to, because I have to. There's a leading in my head, in my spirit that draws me. That I've got. Hey, this is what I gotta do. It's not if I want to or not want to. It draws me. I got drink some coffee, put it on, fix it up, put it on my table, and I sit because I have to draw from him. I have to draw. I have to set my time with him. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff, man. It's come from my heart, church. When God is your everything, you know you need him. I will draw water from the well of salvation. Amen? So, so Isaiah, for these first three verses, you know, he's telling you that he's, he's his strength, his defense, his, his song, his salvation. And the last three, he says this. You say, praise the... And in that day you shall say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Lord, is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Oh, church. Now he's my salvation, my my defense, my song, my waters, I draw near to him. Now what? Now what well, now what does Isaiah say we gotta do? We gotta lift him up and tell others now. 
Amen.